Today, we talk about... All right, welcome back. I think I know exactly what episode we're on finally. I typically start this off by saying I don't know what episode we're on, but uh, I am caught up with all the editing, I think. So I think this is... I think I just shot myself in the foot here. I want to say this is episode 29. Mm -hmm. So uh, welcome. Introduce yourself, my man. Hello. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Pockets Graham. Hey. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I met you uh, serendipitously, as they say, when uh, I was catching a flight home from where I work in Iowa. Uh, and then my layover, literally right behind me, I'm like, who's this big jack black dude? Mm -hmm. Fucking Godfrey. And then uh, I was like, dude, huge fan. Oh, you met him earlier in the day that, on the plane? That day. Hilarious. <laughs> that makes so much fucking sense. I'm like, dude, big fan of your stuff. I see him all the time on YouTube, Vlad TV, all this stuff. So I'm like, bro, uh, when can I come see you? He's like, oh, I'll be at uh, Comedy Cell tonight. tonight yeah. So I came through, and then after the show, I met you. We were hanging out till like, what, 6 in the morning? Yeah. And, uh, and that was dope. So, uh, so yeah, I've just, I haven't seen any of your stand-up, but I've seen you're a stand-up comic. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything else you go by as far as, like, a title? Uh, writer, director, actor, graphic designer, carpenter, uh, lighting designer, truck driver. Damn. Um, yeah, like a, a smorgasbord of shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, typically how I like to start is like giving us a, a backdrop of like your comedy background, like when you started, where you started, who inspired you, all that kind of stuff. Um, so the first time I ever did stand up, I was 22 years old. Okay. Uh, and it was on a whim. It was on a complete whim. I was uh, working on a movie in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hey. As most people know, is the hometown of the office, but they don't shoot in Scranton. Right. They all the all the all the the titles in the beginning of the office they're actually shot yeah. in Scranton. Right. But like not, it's shot in a back lot in LA. Yeah. So you know, I was working in Scranton on a movie in the dead of winter, not being paid because like they didn't have it in their budget to pay me. But there's like pockets. You want to come along and we'll just give you a room and we'll feed you. I'll go. I ain't doing shit. Yeah, I'll come along. And I went and worked on this movie. It was called Forged. Um, starring no one. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, so while we was there, we had, they, had, they had the entire crew and cast uh, hold, hold up in a uh, Holiday Inn. But one of those big Holiday Inns okay. with like a, the pool inside. Where like the whole shit smells like chlorine when you walk in. It's like, wow, my eyes burning. <laughs> right? And it also had a pub built into the Holiday Inn. Like an actual like Irish pub built okay. So one day after shooting, we all get offset, get back to get back to the Holiday Inn, and then someone comes to our production office, which was like a conference room that we were renting out uh, for like for us, and someone's like, "Hey guys, yo, there's a comedy show happening downstairs in the pub," and we were all we all looked at each other like, "We got nothing to do. We don't got to be back on set till like 10 a.m. tomorrow. Fuck it, let's go get some drinks, and watch some stand up, all right." And uh, at that point, I've only ever watched live stand-up once. Okay. And it was at my college, not a cool college. It was a community college in upstate New York. And Oh, where at? Because uh, that's where I'm from. Auburn, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, Auburn, where they had their maximum security prison now. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and the person that the, whoever organized the entertainment for the school uh, that year, they, they, uh, they got Artie Fuqua. To come and do stand up, and Artie is the first person I ever watched do stand up live in gotcha, person, gotcha. and which is very eerie now because like now I'm always with Artie or whenever I, like Artie's like a, a homie of, of mine now. Right at the time I was only like what 17, so you know. But anyway, uh, moving forward again to the movie. So we go downstairs to the pub. The whole crew gets together. The cast comes together. Even the kids, like we had kids in the movie, oh, okay. they all come to the bar. We all just sitting in there. They had their mother with them, so it's just like you know. But um, show proceeds, show's happening. 
three comics I've never seen ever again since that day, and I probably will never see. Right, so they're having their little show that it was produced. You know, I know this now looking back at it. At the time, I didn't know anything. Right, it was a produced show that they put together, and they, you know, decided to do comedy in a in a pub in a Holiday Inn, and um, the entire show. I didn't know this at the time, but I was heckling the entire show. I was tagging their shit like just like. Yeah, man, you know how you get, like, the bargain brand, sir? I'm like, Coco Rocks, nigga. And, like, I'm just blurting whatever comes to my fucking head, as I tend to do. And so um, pulling a uh, Donnell Rollins, as I like to say. Yeah, I pulled a little Ashley Larry. Just, you know, ain't no harm in that. And it ran nowhere. It was like, I'm not interrupting your big show. I'm sorry. Right? And I, and I was heckling every comic. I thought I was helping, but in hindsight, I was heckling. And uh, they get to the end of the show. And uh, the host, whoever the fuck he was, goes, Oh, that's the show, guys. Um, would anyone in the audience like to try to do stand-up comedy? That's hilarious. And I go, Nigga, I've been talking all night! <laughs> and I stand up, and I go on stage. And, like, in hindsight, looking back, it's like, that line was meant for me. Because I kept talking. Right. So he thought he's going to go, Anyone in the audience like to try stand-up comedy? I'm like, Yeah, nigga! <laughs> I was waiting for you to right, ask! Right, right. Right, and I get on stage, not a stitch of material. I have nothing <laughs> written down. I just go on stage. So the first twelve seconds are very stark, very quiet, because I'm like, I don't know what I want to talk about. Right, so I start scanning the room. Right, and uh, we're in a bar, so I start, I'll just scan the room. And I found a fun fact out earlier that week about Scranton. Uh, that's where uh, Yingling Beer was founded and brewed is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So as I'm scanning the room trying to figure out what I want to say, I see a neon sign in the back of the bar, Yingling, right? And I go, am I the only person that thought Yingling was a Chinese beer? And the room goes, because ah! it's like local, it's pertinent, like it hit, like it hit, hit. I was like, oh shit, nigga. I got a bigger laugh than all three of the comics that were on the show, right? The rest of that set wasn't very good. I think I remember one other thing I said, because I probably said it, I, I said it earlier that day, and it's not very good, but I, I said, um... You know that term, if I tell you I have to kill you? I think that term should be abolished and replaced with a new term. And I think the new term should be, if I tell you I have to fuck your mother. <laughs> and it only helps if your mother's within earshot. You know? Um, yeah, it, it, I, got, I think I got a chuckle, but I think that was the last thing I said on that stage. But, yeah, after that, I went back to working on the movie. Nothing changed. And uh, I didn't pursue comedy after that. All right? So, uh, back in New York, I uh, decided to leave New York to escape winter because of depression i have seasonal depression i have uh like so every like since i was like 18 every time september hits okay it feels like my personality checks out and it's just all is left as a husk is it like the same day every september no no but i i, I do feel it like it, it's very it's very like it's like it's it's hard to explain to people because it's like huh doesn't make any sense it's like i feel it so like i would feel every september like my energy just plummets and all of a sudden, I can't talk to people. I can't form sentences. Um, so I just what I what, what my uh, what I chose to do was just sequester myself and just hibernate for the better better part of for and lack you, of a better term. Where'd you grow up? The Bronx. In the Bronx. Okay. Yeah, like the end of the Bronx. So when did you start feeling this? Oh, I had uh, two little brothers die on Christmas Day. Oh shit! Yeah, um, my father got married. To a woman that he liked or loved, rather, had his uh, had a kid with her, my little brother Cadian, Cadian Graham, and then uh, I believe Cadian was seven, 
and uh, he got her pregnant again, and his second son, or his third son, his second son with her was on the way. Okay. So she was, I believe she was eight months pregnant, right? And then she decided to take a trip to Jamaica to go see her father. And, uh, and my father had to stay in New York because he had to work. So she takes Katie and my brother, and she takes her pregnant self, and they go to Jamaica. Um, from what I was told of the story, they get in a cab uh, in Jamaica, and uh, the, crab, the cab was overcrowded. I heard it was like nine, ten people in the cab. What? Yeah. And um, the driver drove uh, mistakenly off a cliff, and everyone in the car died what? except... The driver, of course. Get the fuck out of So here. my father lost his entire family in one stroke. What the fuck? His, his new family, rather. Not because right. he still has me, but like he barely has me. But, you know, I uh, lost yeah, his wife, his pregnant wife, and his, uh, his new son, or his, um, his seven-year-old son. And I lost my brother right. and my brother-to-be. You know, he didn't even get a chance to really even see anything. Right, right. But uh, still count him as a brother because it's like, well, yeah. yeah, it wasn't his fault. Sure. You know? And do you feel like that plays a role in this? Oh, yeah. No, nah, after that, like... Um, How old were you at the time? I was 17. 17, okay. Yeah. So uh, when that happened, I, it hit me hard. It hit me hard. And um, it hit my father harder. But my father's a hard ass, so, you know, never really cried. But um, so what I noticed after that, like the, the, the following year, it got to winter, right? And then uh, at the time, I wasn't a comic. I was just a kid. But I, would, I was starting to notice. And I said it to my best friend. I was like, yo, my, my, uh, my comedic timing is off. Right? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm saying things that I know are funny. But for some reason, they're not landing because I'm not timing them. And this, still, I wasn't a comic at the time. But it's just how I just go about life. Interesting. Right? And, and then comedic timing turned into, oh, wait, this is depression. <laughs> Sure. This is what depression, because I didn't know what depression was up until that point. So, and then, like, energy plummets, and I go and hibernate for six months. I would just lock myself in a room and just hibernate for six months until I feel better. And then, usually, and then it, I would notice that March would kick in, and my energy would come back. And, like, the person that I deem as I, what I believe is myself comes back, and I'm able to have fun again. So, here's a question. Do you, does that... Because you said September and now March. So does that window ever change, like, especially with global warming so and different that brings us this, That brings us back to comedy and, like, me going to L.A. So, like, uh, at 20... I was 23. At 23, I decided to move to L.A. Because I'm like, there's no winter there. Okay. <laughs> I might be able to trick this shit, yeah, right. right? And I go to L.A. And um, the timetable got rearranged right so like i was like I, I, like i hit i hit i got into september i'm like i still feel great right and then like like i believe it was like april all of a sudden like holy shit huh. depression is here <laughs> like it found me that motherfucker it's like overdue right? yeah like no because it, like it just tricked it for a little while right, right. but then so it, it rolled it, over minutes it just rolled yeah yeah it's just fly <laughs> it's just fucking uh freaking fire miles it's like nigga i'm gonna get you <laughs> so like april hit all of a sudden i'm depressed and i'm locking myself in my room in la in la and i had my i was living with my my cousin who's my best friend and two other people and yeah, and then I just had, I just did the thing that I do in New York, and I locked myself in my room. At this, at no, so at this point, I moved to LA. I moved to LA at twenty five, and uh, no, excuse me, twenty four. 
And uh, my birthday passed to turn 25. My birthday's in February and April, just like it fell apart. So I'm, I'm in my room locked up. I'm in there for days on end, right? And um, while I'm in there, I don't know how, I can't remember how I found him. But I'm on YouTube and I find this dude named Patrice O'Neill. Hey! Right, and um, it was his, it was him being on the Opie and Anthony Serious XM yeah. show, the uh, Opie and Anthony show. Yeah, and um, I listened to one episode where Patrice was on, and instantaneously I was addicted to his. <laughs> I was I was addicted to his, his his point of view on everything. Right, right. I'm literally the same way. No, so like I had nothing but time, so I listened to one episode of Patrice on Opie and Anthony every day. So I probably listened upward of like 320 hours of Patrice. Just off of Obi and Anthony, and then also include his stand up and yeah, like yeah. Uh, whatever, like um, uh, so Web Junk Web Junk Twenty, yeah, yeah, like you know the whole the whole kit caboodle. Did you ever see his uh, his side shoot? Um, I forgot the name of it. Like this isn't done yet or something. Yeah, yeah, coming the, soon. Yeah, the or? web series yeah, that he tried to. Any of that? Yeah, I watched, I watched some of that. You get to see early Vaughn in there and shit like that. And um, shout out to Vaughn to Carlo. Um, Black Phillip show. Oh, Black Phillip. Yeah, Black Phillip is included in this. So, like, yeah. So, I just ended up getting addicted to his point of view. And as I'm sitting there wallowing in my depression and listening to this God, right? Because he wasn't God. Like, let's not mince words when I get right? Um, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking back to when I was 22. And that one time I did stand-up. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm listening to him. And he's like, he's hitting like a bunch of buttons in my, like in my psyche. I'm like, oh, bro. And listening to him make, made me think back again, like, oh, man, maybe I should do stand-up. Like, yo, bro, like, I remember that one time. It was fun. Like, you know, maybe I should. But didn't really want to pull a trigger because I'm depressed. I'm like, right, nigga, right, I can't right. even leave this room. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, stand-up, like, that's something for the future. Okay. All right, so I'm listening to Patrice every day. And um, I get woke, I get woken up by my phone. Uh, alert! An alert comes. An alert comes. Um, sis was here. Oh, all right. So while we're waiting for, her, uh, I I really do want to delve more into the Patrice stuff because I it didn't it didn't influence me to do stand up because my whole thought with stand up was like this must be just like some blessing bestowed upon certain individuals who are able to like command. Yeah, no, like that's the same thing with everything. Yeah, like yeah. if you don't know the inner workings of something, it looks like magic. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like Especially I started, with him, right? Because yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, like recently, I started a business. I, I started a small business. I call it's called Make It Flyer, and I make digital, still, and animated flyers, right? But before that, uh, there we go. But yeah, man, I uh, the flyers was that magic? Is that what you? Oh uh, well, what I was saying is like because I would have to wait for graphic designers to do shit for me because I'm like that's magic. I can't do that. Like I don't know how to put make things look cool, right? And I would just wait on people. And then I got tired of waiting on people because I kept getting let down. That's and the worst. Yeah, well, and then at some point, I met a girl, and she made a flyer for me. But she made it, like, I, I was talking to her about it. And then, like, three hours later, I had a flyer in my fucking inbox. But what bugged me out was that she never left my side. We were running around the village the whole time. So nice. I was like, I was like, how the fuck How the fuck did you? She's like, oh, I made it on my phone. I go, oh, word, dope. Uh, right? So I asked her to do one more. But this time, I stood over her shoulder. I go, and I go, oh, oh, nigga, what, what app is that? She, goes, she gave me the app, and then since then, I just got better and better, and like, now I have a business, and um, yesterday was a really good one. I had uh, Derek Gaines uh, release his, my third variant for his uh, Gotham headlining show, okay. uh, June 7th, June 8th, I'm going to be on one of those. 
Uh, Sam J released her um, uh, London tour flyer that I made for her yesterday. Nice, nice. I made a, uh, a six foot nothing uh, show flyer for Derek. That was dope. Derek Gaines, Monroe Martin, Menuhin Hart, Dave Temple, Reggie Conquest at Fat Black Pussycat on May 30th. That one was really nice. Like, uh, like I did something different. Like, I'm trying to, like, push myself. Quit bragging. I'm just trying to push myself to, like, you know, be better, bro, bro. That's good. Well, That's since good. we're bragging, I'm the one who also gave him the idea. Hey. No, well, let's not, let's he, not, let's okay, not mix words. Well, I, why don't you introduce yourself first? Yes, please. Uh, hey, I'm Buckets. Uh, my real name is... Cheyenne, but I go by buckets, especially when I'm with my brother. <laughs> is there pockets. something to that? The pockets, buckets. Like, uh, is, there, is there an inside story that yeah. I'm allowed to ask well, about? Well, I'm it? a basketball player. Yeah, uh, like she's was... not a pool player, though. I am a pool player. How dare you, bitch? Ooh. I got a pool cue. <laughs> How dare you, ho? Right. No, like my sister was the best scorer on her team, so I just started calling her buckets. Yeah. And uh, pockets, I've just had that for quite some time. It's yeah, just been a long time. Like, there's a story behind it, but we'll get to that at some point. Sure. But uh, do you want to continue on the flyer route? Or you want to go? back to Patrice. Well, she had a thought here. I'm yeah, curious. I was going to say, um, he had brought it to my attention that he had made a flyer for someone. Sam J. Sam J. And I was like, bro, this is actually really good. Why don't you just keep doing it? Okay. And then he was like, all right, I guess I'll try it. And then he kept making flyers, kept making flyers. And I was like, bro, you're getting really good. Like, you're getting really good. Just make a, a separate account dedicated to just your flyers. He made a separate <laughs> account, posted some flyers that he's made. But he didn't have like a necessary logo. So I was like, bro, remove your photo because it's not about personal. It's about business. Create a logo. Create that page. Solidify that page. Solidify. Solidify that page. And boom. That's how Make a Flyer was born. Make it flyer. So like she's giving her rendition of that story. Right? <laughs> so no. Um, so like. Uh, building you up, man. No, absolutely. Like so. I started getting good at making flyers, but I was only only making them for myself and for Derek Gaines whenever he would ask me to do something for him. But then it all changed when Sam J went on her Instagram story one day and goes, "Yo, I got uh, I got I got a Europe shows coming up. I need a flyer." And I hit her up in the Instagram story. I was like, "Yo, I can make you something." And she goes, "Yo, go ahead, pockets to give it a shot." And I made her the thing that she posted yesterday. And um, when I finished it, though, I go, "Oh wait." I can do this as a business, yeah. right? But even me saying it to myself, I'm like, yeah, whatever, right? And then I went to the Bronx to go visit my lovely sister and my grandmother, where I grew up, and me and my sister go uh, go smoke behind a building, like true Bronx motherfuckers, <laughs> right? And she goes, you should just make it a business. And I go, I was thinking about that. She goes, yeah, you should just make it a business. I go, yeah, I can call it Make It Fire. And she goes, that's a good name. I was like, I know, <laughs> yeah. And then I started the page, and then yeah, like, I started the page, started posting shit, and then she got whole, she got one of the page, saw it, she goes, and I had a picture of me, but it wasn't showing my face. I had my head down with my hoodie, like, I was pulling down my strings, so you couldn't see me. But she goes, yeah, it's not about you. Make a, make a logo, it's stupid. And I go, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I made a logo, like, instantaneously. Exactly. And, like, the last five weeks have been very interesting. Like, oh, so I it's only been five weeks? It's only been five uh, weeks, okay, but okay. I've probably made upwards of, like, five... $550. That's what's up. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, not bad. it's really good for shit that I make out of completely nothing. Yeah. You know, that's pretty dope. That's pretty you dope. know, it's a service that I didn't know how viable it was until I started it. You know, because like niggas do not have vision. And then it's, it's <laughs> also don't. a great business because you don't necessarily need extra materials. Right. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I need, well, and a, and my phone or, or my uh, iPad or computer, right. whatever the fuck I choose to work on. And it's on. mobile. You don't have to be somewhere stationary to work when I'm yeah, You can be on the subway just working on Yeah, if I choose to be. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, that's a great. So, no, nah, like it's really nice. But um, 
with that said, it's like uh, it's very weird because it's like niggas don't have vision, bro. Like I have to deal with certain people that want things, but they have no vision. Right, right, right. And then I give them something, and all of a sudden these niggas have vision. It's like, oh man, this is great. But um, can you uh, change this right here? It's like, oh, you have ideas now. Well, that's it's it's a different thing because if, if you're presented with a blank canvas, you don't. Some people, myself included, like I don't know what the fuck to do. But mm-hmm. as soon as you give me something, now I can. Now you can like, yeah, no. Well, now you presented See, me with a whole new thing. It's, this it, is what I want. It's better for me to work without an idea because I could just make you something that's from right. scratch. It's a little bit more expensive. It's like ever so slightly more expensive, but I can like I don't have to worry about your fucking. Your little thing here, I could just build and then start adding and subtracting where it need be type shit. But um, let's get back to Patrice, bro. <laughs> right. Make it flyer. Yeah, follow, me... follow, make it flyer on Instagram. Make it flyer. M-A-K-E-I-T-F-Y-F-L-Y-E-R. Flyer with a Y, not an I. Make it flyer for all your uh, promotion and flyer needs. And posters, too. Copy that. Alright, so um so, yeah, dude, Patrice Patrice Depression LA. <laughs> yeah. Patrice Patrice is interesting because like uh we, just before you got here we were talking about him. Uh and the thing that amazed me about him is just like you're right, man, like his perspective was so It's in your face. In bro. your face, he, he But it's also it. clear. Yeah, and it's it, well actually I would argue that. So a lot of times and I've noticed this with Kanye too by the way and I know you wanted to talk about yeah, yeah we'll get there that Kanye topic. advocates over here <laughs> I am as well uh, but uh, but yeah I, I Kanye and Patrice have this interesting thing where like they have this vision they have like this personal style that they stick to that's who they are mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit right but I think uh, an issue I had with Patrice was like the way he would convey certain things like you could tell he didn't have the specific vocabulary to articulate what he was trying to say mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. but it was good enough to carry through with laughter. It was clear for people like me and mm-hmm. you who like really relate to yeah. him. But I feel like for the average person, because he was always bitching, like, "Why am I not bigger? Like, I, I can't believe I'm going through all this." Shit. That was his own fault. Yeah, I think a lot of that was his own fault, and I think a big factor of that, similar to Kanye, when when he's bitching, like, "Oh man, no one understands exactly what I'm going through." I think a lot of that has to do with their um, way of saying things. Like when they say certain things. Me, personally, when I hear it, I hear what they're trying to say, but when other people hear it, they're like, oh, he meant something totally different. Because those people are hearing what they're saying and and adding their horse shit to it. Like, whether they choose to or not, it's just a subconscious thing people do. When someone is told something, they automatically filter it through how they can relate to it. But that's what I'm saying. I think that's where I wish Patrice and, again, Kanye, like, understood that and was like, all right, it's on me to articulate this no, in a way. Well, it, I mean, no one's putting a, no, a gun to their head, but I'm just saying if they really cared about their image or cared about like being able to communicate with more people, they'd have to grasp that concept. Like, yo, people aren't going to take this the way I want them to take it, even though this is purely what I'm trying to say. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? No. You disagree? I disagree because it's like that's why they are who they are. Sure. Sure. They they're not they're not who they are because they placate to everyone. Right, right. Oh, they're not. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying placate, but what I'm saying is like if I want to communicate something to you, mm-hmm. I already know in my head personally that if I say it 
the way my brain first thought of mm -hmm. it, you may or may not take it the right way. Right. It is but, what it is. But if I think about it for an extra half second, which is kind of hard for me, but uh, I know to do that because I know if I'm trying to communicate something to you, I got to do that. But I feel like for them, they were like, fuck that shit, man. I'm just saying what I got to say. This is why I am fucking nigga. Like, that's, I have no time for y'all <laughs> limited understanding, nigga. I have no time for that shit. Yeah, but then you can't bitch that you know, I don't, don't understand. Not you. Yeah, but, no, well, Patrice, yeah. like, Patrice was just pointing out the hypocrisy of how funny he actually is versus him not getting the things that he probably yeah, could yeah, be getting. Right, but that's all has, that a lot has to do with him. For sure. Like, his approach <laughs> to things. It's just like, yo, my nigga. So like uh, I'll 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 come I'll rope that back in, but I'm gonna like so I'm listening to Patrice on YouTube. I'm depressed as fuck. I'm in LA. I'm thinking about I'm mulling over doing stand up, but not really because I have no intention to really get up and do anything. Yeah. So um, but listening to him. So I wake up one morning. I'm woken up by an alert on my phone from YouTube. Hey man, new Patrice episode. Open your anything. I'm like, oh yes. I hope he's talking about. And at the time, I think it was 2014. So at the time. Um, Maybe 2013, where he was talking about. Uh, I was hoping that he would talk about Planet of the Apes, the new one. Okay. With James Franco. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I want to hear his perspective on this fucking 2013. shit. 2013, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that whole thing happened. So, I wake up, turn the episode on. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Uh, we got sad news. Uh, Patrice has slid into a diabetic coma. And then, four days later, or like a month later, he was gone, bro. Mm. And, like, right when that happened. I pulled the trigger. I said, I got to do stand-up now. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm not trying to replace Patrice. I can never. Like, but, like, he was my inspiration. And once, he, and then when I saw that he got, he died, I was like, I kind of owe it to myself to do this now. Because I was, he, he incepted my mind with the thought of doing it. Right. And now he's gone. So it's like, I'm going to do this for myself now. And I've been doing it for the last six years on and off, of course. I'm sure there's people listening. It's like, that nigga don't do stand-up. <laughs> but fuck you. It's like... <laughs> well, I mean, from everything you said earlier, you do like 8,000 other jobs. I do 8,000 other things, so, yeah. yeah. It's like I've lived in, I lived an entire life before stand-up. Yeah. I got to ask you about the truck thing. Like, what are we talking, like 18-wheelers? Like, uh, of... 20 foot, 24. Yeah, 20 feet, 24 feet. Yeah. It's uh, like a special licensing, I'm guessing. No, no not really? at all. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, yeah. A, it's, a com it's a commercial vehicle. And uh, it's it's um, it doesn't take diesels, regular gas. It's like driving a car. It just Wait, happens to be long. Yeah, That's it. I don't know about that because I see some of those trucks driving. I'm not driving track. Too. Look, you need a license to drive tractor trailer. Oh, okay. I wasn't driving tractor trailer. Gotcha, gotcha, it's gotcha. a box truck, so okay. it's like it falls into the realm. Still, of like, man. I mean, even even a U-Haul I had coming down here, I was like, man, this this is annoying. Like, nah, bro, is... that shit is easy, bro. <laughs> I roll I roll weed and drop in the city all well when I was driving and when I was working. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I, I, I work in film production for eight and a half years. Yeah, is that is that? Did you go to college? No, uh, yes. I, yes, but for a year, but okay. for like personal reasons. Okay, like I only needed the year. I went. I literally went to college to learn about white people. <laughs> That's it. I'm dead serious. I, I gotta hear more about this, bro. And we are from the Bronx, and yeah. our area in the Bronx, the only white people are doctors and teachers. Okay, and cops. So it's like. I kind of knew what my fu the, the, the future of my life was going to be. I was going to have to deal with white people. Uh -huh. So I decided to go to a place, to a natural habitat, upstate New York, <laughs> and like and just a, a, observe them. Okay. What school? Uh, Cayuga Community College. Okay. Right. Yeah, what so. high school did you go to? Uh, Alfred E. Smith in the Bronx oh, for see. automotive. See, I went to high school in Manhattan. Yeah, she went to Murray Hill. understand that diversity. Uh -huh. Yeah, so she did it better than I did. Right? Yeah. I could have just stayed here. and right, like, But right. no, I wanted to watch some... Where they're comfortable. It's a different world. It is. Okay, like, these sure. niggas are comfortable up there, bro. It's like, I knew shit was fucked up when I got up there. It was a couple of things that just stood out automatically, right? 
So I get to the dorm, which it wasn't really a dorm. It was just some building in the middle of town that they use to house students, right? right. right? And um, big bedroom, big big apartments, like six bedrooms for each apartment, like or like the big ones, right? Oh, we had I a remember. we have a shared living room. We had a bathroom with like the fucking like the bat like the, the school the stalls, yeah. two showers, right. you know, two sinks, so, you know, kitchen, you know. And uh, but something was very off when I walked into my room. I walked into my room and I'm noticing like all the guy, everyone's unloading their shit. People, people, I'm like, are y'all all on the basketball team? They go, yeah. Aren't you? I'm like. Nah. <laughs> All right, so I go downstairs to the manager, Sheila, big forty at the time, forty-one year old white lady from upstate New York. So she's a mess, right? A whole fucking mess, right? <laughs> so I go downstairs. I go, Yo, Sheila, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'm just curious. Like, is there a reason I'm in the the the, uh, the basketball team dorm room? She goes, Oh, you're from the Bronx. Wow. And like I was like, I don't need to hear anything else, bitch. Like, oh, because I'm from the Bronx and I'm black, I must be here to play basketball. I must be here to put a hole through a hoop, through a circle, right? You know so what? I I wouldn't even complain because I, I I love basketball, so I, I think it'd be kind of cool. Oh no, nigga, I would. Ra- you know what? I'd rather have not been in that fucking room. Really? Because look, those guys are great. Actually, yeah, because you came to learn white people. White people. Shit, right? So I'm, I'm surrounded by niggas now. <laughs> it's like, nah, this doesn't help my calls in the slightest. Okay. But there was also this, I, like, a lot, I loved a lot of those dudes in that room, a lot of dudes on the team. One kid in particular, he's probably my favorite of them, but he had this one thing he would do, and it was the most annoying shit in the world. He would constantly, every night, go to sleep. To the Michael Jordan documentary DVD. What the so nigga, fuck? I would and like he had a little he had a little TV, he had like a little 14 inch, 15 inch monitor with a DVD player built in. Mm-hmm. Right? So like nigga, like uh, five out of every seven mornings, I'll wake up. Boom 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 Now playing for the Chicago Bulls, Michael! And like he would go to sleep to this shit, and I would wake up to it. And he somehow he learned to put it on loop. Mm. So it would just be on loop all fucking day, and I'm like, "Yo, bro, I'm I, sick of you." I can already tell this guy wasn't shit at basketball. Dead. No, he was great. Oh, was he? Motherfucker, oh. he was my height, okay. but he could dunk. Mm. Okay. Like he could palm the ball. He had like absurdly big hands. Like talented fucking kid. I, I remember I visited his house with him in Rochester. Like you know, met his family. You know, his his sister tried to uh, hot comb my hair, but it didn't. Like she tried to do it with a fucking uh, iron, like a, a umblancha. Like she tried to do it. Out. So you can't get no roots with the iron, nigga. So like all this shit is straight, and then yeah. my roots is like <laughs> all fucked up, right? So um, and at this time you had Goku hair. I had long. Uh, I grew my. I started growing my hair at 13 years old because uh, of Dragon Ball Z, of course. Little did I know that my hair would start looking exactly like Dragon Ball Z, like, <laughs> with, like with no introduction from me, nigga. I was able to like just go like this. And, the- and my shit would just stand up. Do you highlight that shit yellow? No, never. No. No, I, wasn't bra- I wasn't brave enough. Well, so I, I feel like I heard that shit damages your hair, and I'm, I was very precious of my hair. Yeah, okay. yeah it's like it took it takes forever for me to grow my shit. All right. All right. So why'd you cut it? Uh, I stopped taking care of it. Okay. Like, bro, like I left my hair in braids. I used to, I used to always leave my hair in braids for like months. Like this one, I left it in for like four months. So I would take it out. My mother, whoever I had, wash it. Would wash it. And then, yeah, you get, like, residual dead hair that's coming out. Yep. This time, there was a lot of dead hair, bro. Like, I, as she's washing my shit, I'm seeing the clumps going go towards the drain. I'm like, that's more than usual. And then she dried my shit, my nigga. And I got up, and I took the towel off, and I lost six and a half inches <laughs> off the top. And I was like, no. 
And then it just got progressively worse from there. Huh. Like, where I tried to keep it, like, I had a bang. This is how many years in? From 13? Uh, seven. Seven. So, at oh, 20. Shit. Yeah, oh, 20 years just started falling apart. And I had to cut it at 22. Damn. So, I didn't even make it a full 10. I made it nine. <laughs> and it was upsetting. Was that the goal? Like, yo, I got to get a decade out of Yeah, I was trying. I was working towards yeah. it. If it would have kept its length, I would probably still have my hair right now. Hmm. But I... It, whatever it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> all right, all right. But, so, how much more? Uh, or I, I need to know, like the the top three things you learned about white people. That's I'm curious about this. Um, hmm. um all right. So, like, I, I'll reference one more. Situ- well, you know what? Two more situations. One is minor, the other is major, and this is where the majority of my lesson came in. And okay. also, I'll go. All right, I'm done. I don't need any more of this. So I remember, so after Sheila and that whole shit, like, while I'm in the basketball, she's like, oh, you're from the Bronx. Nigga, you're black. You must be here to sell drugs and fuck women. All right. Yeah, so it's like, (laughs) so I remember I was chilling with one young white woman, Uh right? And she's from upstate. She was from there, right? So that means she didn't have any black people in her graduating class or her school. And I'm chilling in a dorm room with her. And uh, we're chilling, we're just talking. It's just me and her. And I go to yawn, and I go, uh, right? And she goes, oh, my God. I go, what happened? What's good? She goes, your tongue. I was like, what about it? She goes, it's pink. I go, what color? Wait, hold on, huh? <laughs> what color do you think it was? She's like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, I didn't think it would be pink, though. Yes. I was like, white people are <laughs> the greatest because they don't need to know. Like, they don't need to learn. Like, one question, I, I remember, like, there was a room full of, like, these goofy white fucks in her dorm room. And I just decided to come in and start to ask questions. I was like... Yo, who in here of y'all have seen the movie House Party? They had no frame of reference, bro. I said, kid kid in play? They go, what are you talking about? Kids at play? Are there kids playing outside? I'm like, alright, cool. Which And that that bothers me because it's like, motherfucker, I've seen Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, Mm. Ferris Bueller. To be fair, there's a lot more white movies, right? Well, that's how the system (laughs) system is designed, Sadra. But also, watch this. I like those movies. I'm a big John Hughes fan, bro. Sure. Like, you know, I like his work. Uh, I like a lot of like a lot of white shit, right? But it's like I took the time to watch and like it. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say when you're watching these white movies, are you are you thinking like, oh man, I gotta I gotta meet some real white people? Is that where the inspiration? Well, you know what? From? Watch like, this, right? Watch this, because like you, I got grew up watching movies. Like I've seen right. at this at currently, I've seen fifty one thousand eight hundred and five films in my Jesus lifetime, right? Christ. So I was like, I noticed like this was one thing about high school movies. The white high school movies. Talk about it. Lockers <laughs> in the hallway. Listen, bro. Let me tell right? you. So it I'm watching. Like a very a, strong opinion. I'm watching all these like, white high school movies, nigga, and there's lockers in the hallway, and I'm getting excited. I'm like, nigga, I want to get stuffed in the one. All this shit, right? Want to get my mirror in it, decorated. All types of shit. All types of shit. <laughs> New York City, we have 800 high schools here in the five boroughs, right? Really? Sometimes there's one building with. Four high schools. Yeah, they cut it up. They'll what? Shut, yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll make mini schools inside of a big okay. school. My but campus on 33rd Street and Park Avenue was known as Norman Thomas. One, it used to be eight floors all dedicated to Norman One Thomas. One school. Now it has five schools. Oh, shit. And I think every two floors is a school. Minus like the... Are they like private schools? The, the, no. What's no, the used to buy them? Why? It's a specialty school. Why not just oh, specialty school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who knows? Is it like yeah. a magnet school situation? No, no it's, it's, a, school. it's a regular public school, school. But I can't be caught on the seventh floor because that's trespassing. What? All right. And there's no lockers <laughs> in the hallway. So that's the one big revelation, like right? Because <laughs> the like, lockers are in the classroom. 
school. Yeah, you in the back. Bro, uh, I've eight, seen this. Yeah. Eight hundred fucking high schools, right? I'm like getting my, I'm getting like geared and like ready. I'm like, nigga, I got a locker in the hallway. Like that was a really big thing for me. I don't know why, it but was, it was like a big thing. And then you get to school. And your locker's in your homeroom. And it's half a locker. And there's no lockers in the hallway. I had a nice locker. Big I'm sure you did, you piece clean. of shit. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you they let you out, they, they let you out for lunch? Uh, Don't tell me Oh, that. like outside? Yeah. No. Oh, no? I mean, people snug out all the time. Nah, but. like, you, did you have a quad? No, no. Faggot. All right. <laughs> right? No, it's like, so that was a big thing, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, no, so what's the biggest things I learned? So, I've never been arrested in New York City. Right, which for a lot of black people that grew up here, nigga, that's like guilty. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Guilty. You can be mistaken. No, very minor. Okay. Smoking pot. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like, like little shit. shit <laughs> right. I've never been arrested though. Right. right. Fucking um, and that like it's a weird thing. It's like you tell people that's like really like I've never seen the tombs. I've never seen central bookings. I've never seen it inside of Rikers when I'm not visiting. Right. It's like you know, it's like a bunch of shit. Buff. None of your buff. Right. So. I'm in upstate New York now, right? Um, a this bunch is of, actually hilarious. A bunch of things led up to it, but like, all right, so at the dorm that we were in, that I was staying in, I decided to move out because uh, one night, there's something happened. So like, that night was a weird night, right? So like, that night I, I threw a pool ball into a fucking vending machine. Everyone like ransacked the fucking vending machine, all types of shit, right? Okay. I go to sleep. I'm like, that's the highlight of my night, nigga. I'm going to bed, right? <laughs> I wake up the next day, and, like, I go to my homie's room, and, like, everyone is dressed in black. It's, like, the daytime. What? Everyone's dressed in black. It's, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, and niggas is up. You can tell niggas did not go to sleep. I go, yo, what's up? Yo, did something happen last night? He goes, yeah, something did happen. I'm like, what happened? He's like, so we broke into the manager's office, Sheila's office, and took all the records and took them two towns over and burned them. What? And what? no one, after that, no one had to pay rent. Ah, interesting. Right. So it's like, I got to keep my fucking, my, my, my school check came in. I was like, I'm moving out. I ain't giving y'all niggas my money. They had bed bugs in the mattresses because they were old and they didn't care. So like I was getting bit up every night. All types of shit. I would go, I would, I would end up sleeping in random places. I would end up sleeping in like the laundry room on top of the fucking like washing machine and shit. Cause it's like, and then I got like, I had a reputation like that nigga will sleep anywhere. <laughs> and I'll sleep anywhere. It doesn't matter. So like after that, I noticed like me and my boy who was probably like the main nigga to do all that shit. Like they had a, they nigga, they had a barrel fire with all the files. Okay. Right. So after that, they had, the building had to ask everyone to sign new agreements. And I was like, nope, fuck you. I'm keeping my money. I'm moving somewhere else. Sure. And me and my boy moved to another spot because he got into some shit. Like he hung a hanger on his, uh. His uh, the his water pipe in the in the room where they had like the like the sprinklers, yeah, yeah. and like it broke and like it flooded his room, mm. and he they blamed him for it. Well, they tell you not to do that. So. Yeah, sure, All right, whatever. <laughs> I used to be a, a an RA, the resident yeah, yeah, assistant yeah. at my college. Oh, you're gonna love this story. All right, All right. Hit me. So we uh, move out, move down the block to some like little 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 thing that just for us. You know, we got a bed, we got a couch. You know, we got our own spaces. We don't, we're never there. We and also the. Uh, some of the soccer team lives upstairs, so we up there right. watching TV with them and shit. I learned how I, I got to love soccer, fucking with them. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, basketball's not even his choice so, of sport. Yeah, <laughs> nah. So we end up. So all right, we're me and Sharif is banned because of the pipe thing. I move out with Sharif. We go get an apartment together. So uh, there's a party at the dorm in the soccer the soccer boys team uh, dorm room. 
Them niggas is lit. They got money. They chilling. They got big old screens in crib, all types of shit. So I was like, yo, man, y'all come to this party? He's like, yeah, nigga, we come to that party, bro. We go to the party. Party lit, nigga. Party nigga. Smoking weed, niggas chilling, drinks, da da da. Sheila, oh good old Sheila, right, took took uh, the weekend off to go be with her 19-year-old boyfriend. Mind you, Sheila's 41. <laughs> she went to go be with her 19-year-old boyfriend, right? And she leaves one of the students in charge as a, a temp RA. And he was like older than all of us. He was 25, because I was 17, so he was older than all of us. But it was weird about him is that he had a Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> He's like, so like the party's happening and then we get the knock at the door and his it's this nigga uh, let's call him Mickey, Mickey Mick, let's call him Mickey right <laughs> so Mickey comes to the door hey guys so uh you can't be really having a party right now like Sheila said no parties and uh oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> right so the the captain of the soccer team comes to the door he goes he's English he goes mate he's like yo mate you, like you could just come inside have a good time for it. like have a, good, a bloody good fucking time he's like you don't need to call her da, da, da. he goes oh no I'm gonna I'm gonna call her <laughs> And he goes, bro. Oh, I fucking hate those people. Yeah, and then he goes, bro, I'll get you some head right now. Just come inside, bro. Like, just chill. Just have fun. He goes, no, no. And then my, my and then I'm like, so the doorway's here. My English homie's here. The RA nigga's here. And I'm standing between them like this, right? And my home, my English homie, here's one more thing he don't want to hear. And he was close. I've never seen a nigga headbutt someone. <laughs> I was this close to that shit. Like, he... Squarely smash his shit instantaneously. This motherfucking shit starts leaking, right? Uh, it he heads from a soccer player. Yeah, but... he's English. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, he, he had technique. Yeah, he had technique, <laughs> my nigga. He headed that shit right into the goal. Bow, nigga, hold that. Right? It fucks him all up. He's like the war, the floor is wet. He slips. It looks all so clumsy and shit. I start laughing. I'm like, I've never seen no one headbutt before. That was great, right? So he he ends up going upstairs and calling Sheila. And Sheila comes, and sure. she comes with her boyfriend, nice. her 19-year-old boyfriend, right? Lord. So she starts clearing out the party. She's like, everyone out! Y'all know y'all not supposed to be doing this, I thought you said she was out of town. No, she would, she just went to go oh, have a okay. weekend. Gotcha, she gotcha. was in town. Gotcha, gotcha, She's gotcha. a loser. She don't got no okay. way. <laughs> so she comes, breaks up the party. You can't, you know y'all shouldn't be doing this? So me and Sharif make it to the door, and she sees Sharif. You know you're not supposed to be here, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, 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 and he's just walking away, just missing her. And then she goes to touch him and puts his hand on him, and he goes, get off me, bitch. So the 19-year-old boyfriend takes it upon himself to start hitting Sharif. Nice. So I take it upon myself to start hitting him. <laughs> so now we just we just brawling now. Yeah, we just brawling in like the entrance of the building. Like they have the front door and then they have the locked door, and we're in that one, that like that little space. Yeah. Just tussling, nigga, <laughs> just tussling, right? So we ends up getting broken up. Mature as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Ends up getting broken up and now the entire dorm is in front of the building. Right? So Sheila comes out and she goes, she's like, you says saying something Sharif and she goes looks at me, you you fucking nigger! What? Right? <laughs> And like, look, bro, I call myself nigga 3,000 times a day. It has no power on me because it's like I take the power away. But like subconsciously, I took a step forward and it wasn't for anything. I wasn't going to touch her. I wasn't going to yell at her. I was like, whatever. I just took a step forward. My English homie who headbutted the homie, he, he steps in, make pockets. You're good, man. Just, yo, you're good. Don't do anything, bro. So like, I'm like, I'm good, bro. It's whatever. All right. So I get Sharif because he's all in a tizzy now. I'm like, let's go home, Sharif. You start walking. Sharif is like mumbling shit to himself, like, and then all of a sudden Sharif turns around and starts walking back towards the dorm, but he doesn't go towards the front entrance. He goes to the back entrance, and I'm like, 
And I can't stop him, so I was like, I don't know where this is going. So I was like, let him just blow off the steam he needs to blow off. So we go to the back of the building. We get in because we still have a key. Uh, and he goes, he makes a beeline for the RA's uh, room, right? The att- uh, assistant RA. Yeah. Gets in his room, nigga. A, a computer monitor went through his window. Oh, he just starts trashing this nigga's room, bro. And I'm outside the door frame, like, right? And then the roommate, the one of the roommates of the RA nigga, He's like, Pockets, please, man. Please stop him, Pockets, please, man. I don't want to do this, bro. He's crying. I'm like, nigga, if you want to go stop him, you're more than welcome. Go ahead. I ain't going in there. That nigga's a storm. I'm not going to get hit with nothing. Fuck that. I'm going to let him blow his steam off and we out, nigga. So Sharif tires out. I grab him like, you good now? All right, let's go. We start walking home. On the way we home, a cop car pulls up on us. All right? <laughs> hey, you two guys. Yeah, officer. Hey, what's your name? My name is Robert Sanchez. And then Sharif said some other shit. He goes, yeah, he puts us in cuffs. <laughs> Drivers back to the front of the dorm and everyone's still outside, right? Cop car pulls up. We're both in the back, cuffed. And Sheila comes to the window. That's him! That's fucking him! Ah! Right? Takes us, he takes us to jail. Takes us to the, to the precinct or wherever, they want, wherever the fuck they want to call it. Separates us. And, like, you can, you can tell they don't get very much action because they started doing all the most cliche shit. He walked in the room and was like, your boy gave you up. He told us everything, man. I was like, yeah, whatever, nigga. I'm like, whatever, bro. Yeah, sure. He gave us, yeah, he gave me up. Well, big whoop. He big how you gonna give me up when he did everything? Like, how, big whoop, nigga. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say, you didn't really. I really didn't, didn't do anything. Shit, I'm an accomplice of anything. Yeah, right, right. Like, at, at tops, I'm an accomplice, right? So, separate us. And, like, I'm not falling for this shit. So me and the dude just started having like a casual conversation. It's like start like naming like you know, rappers' real names. I'm like, do you know who Earl Simmons is? He goes, that's DMX. You know who Calvin Brodus is? Like, nigga, that's Snoop Dogg. I'm like, all right, cool. And I, yeah. And then he puts me in a cell, and they put us in a cell, two cells, but they're separated by a wall. So we start talking to each other, and you know, Reef. I don't know what he because they did separate us, so whatever. Like, if he gave me up, I don't give a fuck. I don't have no record, so I was like, I don't care. Like, nothing, none of this shit can affect me. Right. right? So, um, and this whole time, we're there for like four hours. They haven't taken a mug shots. So I'm like, all right, I guess they're not going to do that. So I got braids in at the time. So I just start taking my hair out because I'm bored. I get halfway through. All right, time for your picture. I was like, you fucking assholes. You fucking dickhead. Right? And now I'm like. Oh, you care. It's not like it's going on Instagram. Like, bro, I'm sure if I get, if I become something or anyone. Oh, I see. I'm sure that she's going to pop up. It's going to be a great mugshot. Because half my hair is out. Half is braided. Terminator. Yeah, it's like whatever, whatever. Right? Yeah. So, um, take the pictures. So. I saw kids do that in school like on purpose. I was like, yo, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, I thought it looked good. Put in like a fucking yeah, or a, a, a cottontail as like if you're if, if your hair is short. If your shit is short. Yeah, like a little puff. All right, so we got arrested on a Friday. They don't have holding cells mm-hmm. in that town in the precinct, so they had to send us to the maximum security prison for the weekend. All right? Well, ironically enough, that Friday happened to be... Stop. Let me, don't ruin it. Go ahead. I love you. Don't I do it. Yeah, stop. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right? So they sent us to the maximum security prison, me and Sharif. And I knew shit. Like, you know, I, I, I figured out shit was very real very quickly. Like, I get in there, it's like, take off all your clothes. I was like, okay. All right, he goes, lift your sack and spread your cheeks and cough. I'm like, oh, this is real. Like, nigga, I can assure you there's nothing up there. I, I took a shit right before I got arrested. Like, there's nothing up there, bro. All right, did all that. He gave me my fucking striped clothes with my fucking shitty shoes. And then they go, and then they gave me my one, my one phone call. So, of course, I called my mother. 
I call my mom. She don't answer because it's a weird time of the night. Right? And um, I leave a message. And I tell her everything. And I leave as much as I can in the message. So they put us in our cells. But they don't put us with general population. They put they had this weird room set up where it's like one big room that had like a table in the middle, four cells along the back wall, a uh, shower, a phone, you know, a like payphone, all that shit. And Sharif was like two cells down from me and I was like over here. Yeah, like Sharif was two cells. And like there was one nigga between us that was on uh, 15 Day Suicide Watch and one black nigga that could not stop singing. Like he could just, he's like, yeah, man, when I get out of here, man, I'm going to go to this open mic, man, and sing these songs. I was like... Wait till the open mic, nigga. Was like, good at least? No. No. <laughs> it was he was singing country music. Some black niggas singing country music. It was Oh, like, Lil Nas yeah. X. You were in yeah, prison with it was, Lil Nas It was Lil Nas X's father. <laughs> Big Nas Y or some shit. Right? So, like, um, we were there for three days, right? It takes my mother three days to realize that I'm actually arrested. Why, Sadra? Because the day that I get arrested is April fucking Fool's Day. Uh, so we get the call, and my mom goes, ha, 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 it's a, it's a, bullshit. It's, it's an April Fool's Day, because I've never been arrested. Right, right, right. Hangs up the phone. Like, we, we didn't even think twice about it. That's amazing. It's the a, next day comes, we get a phone call from one of your my friend, girl. girlfriends. Yeah. And she's like, hey, like, have you guys talked to Pockets? And we're like, no, like... Where is he? We know this is a joke. And then my mom is driving. So she's like, well, we'll just call you back right now because I'm driving. Boom. Never called back. Third day. Mom called. The girl calls back. My mom. I'm still with my mom because it's a weekend. Whatever. You know Patrick's really in jail. Patrick's really in prison. Like, you need to really call him. You need to really come up to Albany. Auburn. Auburn. And we're like... Nah. Nigga, it's been three days removed from this practical joke. I, and it's not a joke anymore. Right? I, and you know what? That's my fault. Because oh, I would shit. do something like that. I would do something like that. But it's like, this is like, it's one of those, the, the, the boy who cried yeah, wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is definitely one of those situations. Right? So, like, she finally shows up. Yeah. My mom gets there. She comes into prison. Comes to visit me. And, like, we do the, we do the, the fucking... Fogo. No, the, the, the glass the shit. The glass, yeah. Yeah. She's like, what happened? And I tell her everything. I told her exactly how it happened because I'm like, I'm not. And then, like, Sharif mom came up on the same day. So, like, they, we had a, we, they, when we went back to the cell, I was like, Wait, yo. she didn't believe him either? Nah, Sharif had a record. So, oh, okay, Sharif is a fucking idiot. Like, I love Sharif, <laughs> but he's a fucking idiot. All right? So, we get back to the cell. He goes, that was just so he goes yo, what'd you, yo, what'd you tell your mom? I'm like, nigga, everything. Yo, why would you do that? Because, like, <laughs> Cause I ain't do shit. Nigga. She's more afraid of the moms than the. Yeah, police, nigga, so. I'm not. Yeah, so like we get our court date, right? We get to the courtroom. No, before that, so like there was a couple of funny moments in the cells. Like I, the COs, the correctional officers, I go to him like, "Hey, Mr. CO man, um, is it possible I can get a phone call?" He goes, "Fuck you!" I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, all right, so all right, that's how you feel, nigga. Cool, whatever. All right, cool. So we get to the we get to the um the the, the court date and we in the where uh, they bust us they bust us in to the thing we're still in our fucking looking like true criminals, right? How horrible! Oh my god! Yeah, and like <laughs> like the judge to an extent was like it's not what this is not what he had what he said but it was intend it was implied he was like so you're here to sell drugs and fuck our women correct? And I'm like I'm what? Here, I'm here for one of those things. It's like, cause that's what that's that's the tab, that's the status quo for like niggas where I'm from. Go to college. They go, uh, they go I see, there. I see, I see. They leave the hood so they can go fuck white women and sell drugs, and sell drugs nigga. Sure. And like you are half right, nigga. I'm here to fuck your women and smoke your drugs. This is, <laughs> I'm not here to sell any drugs. I'm here for an, edu- well, an education, but not the one y'all think. Right. So like that whole thing happens. I have no record. They try to hit me with burglary in the second degree and false impersonation and like one other thing. 
But my mom was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that to my son. Fuck yeah. So I ended up getting all our charges dropped on my on my account and a $750 fine. And I was done with that. Interesting. And I haven't been arrested since. Like, you know. <laughs> and, but Sharif, I don't know what Sharif had to go through. But, like, it was, I, he probably had to go through something because he got out the same day but later than me. And we, I got, we got back to the house. And then he goes right to the bathroom. And you can just hear. <sighs> I was like, that's your decision making, nigga. That's what that got you. Sounds like the theater with Tony. With Tony's theater. And that's not ruining Yeah, it. I know. Yeah, I just had to. Yeah, yeah. Right. Avengers End- <laughs> if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, what are you doing with your life? Honestly, like, yeah, you I've seen it 15 times now. Really? No, 14, excuse me. Jeez. But like, it's really good. No, it's, yeah, it sounds really like you're a big movie buff. I'm a movie, I am a movie aficionado, I would say. Like almost like a sommelier, but for movies. Well, do you have a favorite, all-time favorite? You want to hear my top five or yeah. you just want the number one? Let's hear the top five. Number five, 12 Angry Men, directed by Cindy Lumet. Okay. Um, it's an amazing film, released in 1937. Uh, it's all shot It's shot all in one room. So it's all character. Right? Mm. Number four, Birdman, with uh, Michael Keaton, yeah. directed by Enrico. It's really good, it's good movie. for me. You me watch it so many times. I'm just like, bro, honestly, I just can't relate. It's fine, one nigga. I ain't mad at you. But nah, that movie's really good. It does a couple of things I've never seen before. And I, I just yeah, like it. well shot. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't what that is. Either. Um, number three, Fresh. It's a movie from 1994, uh, directed by Boaz Yakin, uh, uh, produced by Lawrence Bender. Lawrence Bender produced another film that year, Pulp Fiction. Mm. So, like, that was his two releases that year. Yeah, Fresh and... Uh, and Samuel Jackson happens to be in both. Mm. You know? Was, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Fresh is really good. Uh, number two, Akira, 1988. Uh, an anime, Japanese animation film. Uh, if you were watching today, you've never seen it before, you would think it got released yesterday. That's how good the animation yeah, didn't, is. Didn't Supreme recently do a collab? Uh, yes. Uh, right? yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number one, about one, the one above all, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, directed yeah. by Robert Zemeckis. It's, Interesting. Um, it, it's uh, it is the literal precursor to what films are now. Motherfuckers acting to absolutely nothing, mm. and Bob and Bob Hoskins didn't have a template to do to to even look at. Do you hear that bunch? I heard something. It's like, I thought it was a car horn. No, I'm hearing like. No. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's a bug in here. You see that? Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Like a moth. Yeah, she was driving. Crazy. It's in here. Yeah, it'd be alright, sis. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm that's right. I know. Like, I, I hate I that like too. Bugs. Yeah, and I hate that too. But uh, this is the only window this space I got, window. and somehow it found its way in here. But well, since we're talking about movies, I would like to mention. We want to go back real quick. Uh-huh. Back to you being college and this white girl not knowing that your tongue is pink. <laughs> that brings me to the movie um, Mid '90s. Have you seen it? No. Well, there's like this one part where. I, went, I always forget the black guy's name. I'm so sorry. Cal. No. Whatever. His real name is Nikhail. So, Wait, mid 90s? Is that the new Joe Jonah Hill movie? Okay, okay. Yeah, so, um, Nikhil, he's like the only black character in the film. And there's another character called Fourth Grade. And he, they're like just having like a session where they're like getting real and just asking each other questions. So, Fourth Grade goes, Yo, whatever your black guy's name is, do black people get sunburn? And yeah. it was just like, Yeah. Are you. Is that a, even a real question? <laughs> I was really in the film like, wow, well, think, white people are really weak. Right, to play devil's advocate, I think it's a fair question because if is, you think about it from their perspective, if you don't know black people, yes. yeah, if you don't, I guess. you know. But it's the sun and it's skin. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like about the way the way it burns, it's about sun 
the it's way good. it burns That's them, it. it burns us a little different. It takes right. a lot more for us to get toasty. Right. Them like. Well, we can still get sunburned. Yeah, yeah, that for I, I think it's fair that they don't know for sure. Like, right. Because like, uh, clarify that. It's but. it's funny. I uh, just in the Poughkeepsie Kingston type area, there was a friend of mine, uh, super white. And uh, he invited me over to his place for like a, a house party he was having some weekend. Kepsi's hood, man. Yeah, yeah, well, there's some hood. They got a crown still. fried chicken yeah. in fucking because I'm like, so hood. It wasn't in the city city. It was like on the outskirts in a major white suburb. Okay. I'm talking so white, like, this is how white. I met this Asian girl who just happened to be adopted by white parents, and she was scared of black people. Like, there was two black people in the whole town. She was her well. scared of black people. What you mean? <laughs> so it was just that level of white. Like, they just don't understand sometimes like, right. that it's a... Because they... Because, again, I'm from upstate New York. So, like, when I'm interacting with people, it's just way more homogenized as far as, like, what they're exposed to and stuff. Yeah. Depending on where you go, too, because, like, I went to an urban high school, so, like, a lot of black kids there. Um, but as soon as you go to certain suburbs, it's, like, the expectation is there's no black culture. There's no black, like, experience. Like, no one knows. And then, again, there's so few black movies, especially, you know, right. when we were younger. So, so like, so no, there was plenty. Like, that black movies. Sure. That's no, there yeah. was plenty. It's just that they have no inclination. Yeah. No, they, fuck, it doesn't matter. Like okay. I said, few, they're not as good. Like, no, you no, shouldn't no, no, be no, watching no. Tyler Perry is what I said. No, gosh, no, gosh, no, <laughs> but it's but, like, this, nigga, at that time, there was plenty. Like, because that, this was what, I was 17? It was like Right, there was, how many house parties? Five? Four. What, what that said is like, what my problem is with a lot of white people is they have no inclination to seek out something that isn't them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. At all. Eh, actually, I would debate that. No, I'm not. That. Well, people from, of a certain exposure in sure. upstate New York. They have no yeah, there are those types that are like very insular. But yeah, they don't go watch Boys in the Hood. Yeah, they don't go watch Men's Society. Right. They don't go watch fuck, New Jack City. Like, I would say these names to someone and they would be like, what are you talking about? It's like, these movies are classics. <laughs> these movies are fucking straight classics. And they're good. And they're good. Hustle but it's just like, hustle. No, I wouldn't count that one. Yeah, right. that's not okay. Yeah, right. It was all right. Um, <laughs> nah, but you know, I don't know. But, um, uh, but I'll, let's, get to, let's get to the thing I was referencing. And the sneaker closet. Sure. Actually, right before we do that, I, I want to throw this at you. Please do. Um, so, I don't know what it is about me where, like, black people actually like me for some reason. Do they? Ever since I was a kid. Okay. Black people and fat white ladies, like, really are drawn to me for some reason. But, I, I should, well, the women are more you drawn to me. You have a big cock? Uh, I've been okay. told, I guess. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but, um, but, no, I, that's not even the reason. Just ever since I was a kid. For some reason, I just got along well with black people. But I, I say all that to say the impression I got, especially from upstate, is uh, and even even wherever I go, I almost feel like this um, this disconnect, if you will, from like black and white people sometimes is self-inflicted by black people just because they feel so insular. But it's not just them. It's like I see this with Asian people. I see yeah. it with Iranian people. Yeah. Like people find their crew and that's it. Yeah. And then they're like, everyone else sucks. We're better than everybody yeah. else. And I get like the, um, the uh, tribalism allure to that. But I feel like it has kind of a negative effect in the long run where it's like if you don't go out of your way to expose yourself to white people, then of course they're not going to know and they're going to ask you about sunburn and blah, yeah. blah, You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like some of that responsibility comes on you to just be more welcoming to white people? Like, yo, this is what we're about. Hey, why don't you come down to whatever, you know, a movie, you know, I don't know. Absolutely fucking not. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your other your fucking education <laughs> elsewhere. Have the fuck out of my face. I'm gonna have time to be teaching these motherfuckers nothing. 
Like, you can sit there and listen or absorb, and then you do what the fuck you want with it, because I have no time to... Have you heard of the concept of the magical Negro? No. All right, so there's a concept called the magical Negro, <laughs> and you've seen it. You've seen it in movies. Morgan Freeman has done it many a times. He's played the most magical of Negroes. He played God one time, uh, right? Love that. Uh, look, Will Smith in Legend of Bagger Vance. Like fucking almost. A, there's a lot of other examples, but the magical Negro and the 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 fucking lot in life of a magical Negro is to help some white person okay. achieve their best their best personness. Sure. And, like, I'm not... I'm writing a show about that shit right now. It's just like, I don't want to be your magical Negro, bro. Okay. I want to help you... Well, I'm not saying that, I don't want to be your fucking unicorn. Sure. But I, I, I don't even mean that. I'm not saying, hey, you set up a, a foundation. Like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... I just get the impression... And it's not just black people. Like I said, it's, like, all different groups of people... Yeah. That, like, they just... They don't even attempt to go out of their way to, like, be a little bit <laughs> no, more inclusive. I get inclusive, it. You I know get what it. I mean? Like, I, look, man. The only reason I interact with people that... I, the people I interact with because it's out of necessity out of uh, uh, um, uh, my my um, my job circumstance yeah it's okay. like I kind of I could choose not to right but um, I'll choose because I'm you know I don't want to be I can be and I am that person okay. it's like fuck you go <laughs> away right? I don't know I guess I'm from like a younger generation yeah, obviously she she's a decade younger than me oh, okay. yeah so um, like Getting the experience of another person's culture is kind of more... But I also put myself in the predicament to do that. Like I said, I went to school in Manhattan. Right, right. I, I was going to ask you about that because... Um, but yeah, go ahead, finish. So yeah, but going to school in Manhattan, you get a lot of different Exposure. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get Asians, you get um, Hispanics, you get Blacks, you get Whites, you get other like things I've never even heard of, yeah, yeah. like Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's real? I thought that was just like, it's Germany. No, that's like its own little yep. whatever. But like I said, I put myself in that predicament because I... Uh, like being in the Bronx, you will get stuck in the Bronx. Yes. Yeah. So no that's the issue. Never left the Bronx. Yeah, there's people that and don't even have a. They don't even know what a seven train is. <laughs> like they don't. Un, they don't think that the S train is a real thing. Yeah, I said my homie. I saw my <laughs> my homie. I got to get on the G train. He's like the G train. What song is that? And I was like, <laughs> all right. So it's like I more so would like. But I feel like my generation couldn't, like, relate. We would like to put ourselves in that predicament uh-huh. where we're involved in all these different types of cultures. Yeah. Especially, like, for the creative, like, people that I do surround myself with. Yeah, it's, it's beneficial for us to understand, like, yeah. how Asians design this or how mm-hmm. people from Bangladesh do this or yeah. how Bulgarians do this. But I put myself in that predicament. Yeah. And I enjoy it because now I get to understand and I'm, I feel like that just makes me a more well-rounded person. Yeah. You want to be knowledgeable about things also, outside yeah. of yourself. Exactly. But that's, that's, a, that's a personal journey. Most people don't have that journey. Right. Like, they're comfortable where the fuck they are and yeah. they be... And that's the problem because yeah. you said like, yeah, a lot of people, not just black people, but especially Hispanics. I know many Hispanics. Yep, We're Spanish. Puerto Rican. My grandmother... If you don't speak Spanish, obviously you can't be her friend. You know what <laughs> no, I'm saying? And that's just a fact. I'm barely her grandson. Literally. I don't really speak Spanish. Literally. Yeah. Literally. But so, yeah, it's a personal journey that you've yeah. got to choose. Yeah, a lot of people don't go and through that. A lot of people you know? don't. And yeah. that's just like whatever. But also, that's why we got to keep having like mixed babies altogether. Yeah. <laughs> Future people. Like, that's my whole thing. Keep having mixed babies. Because if you keep mating with your saint, you're never going to want to venture out. Yeah. No, well, go fuck a Bangladesh person and have that child. <laughs> there you go, sis. Make that baby. Make that fucking retarded. That's why, like, oh my God, I don't mean to mention them, but let's go back to Kanye real quick. And this is why I'm oh, so happy. Them, they look like future people. Listen. All them kids look like future those people. Those are niggas that came out of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Okay? They are, I'm team them. 
I don't know about the Kardashians, but I'm team Wes's <laughs> because those are niggas. But whether they not, know it or not, and whether they decide to embrace it or not, those are niggas. See, this is the same thing about Obama, right? Like, Obama is half white. Right. No one talks about that. Because, yeah. right. It's just, no, it's some niggas. Well, image is, a, is definitely a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> because I, that's what I'm saying. I've met people who are closer to my skin color, but they are literally from Bangladesh. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, time out. Or I've met people my skin color and they're from Italy and I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know Italy. Yeah. Like I get that much yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like that's nice, you know. But image is really like. No. So the thing that I was talking about in the uh, sneaker closet, right? I had a realization. I had a realization four days ago, bro. How much time we have left? Go. All right, I had a realization. Realization four days ago, and um, it's a good thing, but it's also because after I sat with it, it's also terrible. Nigga, I am a god, right? And I'm not the god. I'm not a fucking megalomaniac. I'm a god. You're okay. not the magic negro. I'm not the magical negro. Not your magical negro, goddamn. I'm my magical right. negro. Right. But with that said, it's because I'm... I mean, I've heard this argument several times from Charlemagne, Kanye, etc. Yeah, so. no, but I don't know how yeah. they explained it. But Probably, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be similar, but I want to hear your Maybe. Take. I don't know, right? We'll um, I, I believe I figured out the recipe to becoming a god. And it's very simple. It's only two parts. Like it. It's only two parts. Make a decision, stand by it. Boom, nigga, you're a god. Get out of my face. Go home. Interesting. God is infallible, correct? I think all of religion is predicated upon the fact that God goes, I'm not wrong. Figure it out. And that's how we have the Bible. And all this fucking, all these sects of different things. Yeah, it's like, nigga. But with that being said, right, the sad part about it is, with that realization, is that now it's very easy to point out ungodly niggas. Sorry, can I jewel in here? Sure, go ahead. Bunch of like and like, if um, you're. What's up? Thanks for the next guest. Who you got? Uh, I got another comic. Hello. It's cool. Your bathroom is. Uh, right there, first door. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting take, man, because. No, well, you know, I think the ungodly, how you become ungodly is you are constantly wavering on your decision making. I got no time for them niggas no more, bro. Okay. Get away from me with your undecisive ass. Nigga, who, who allowed you to be in my presence? <laughs> Remove yourself post haste, nigga. So why does that extend into God, though? Why can't that just be, yo, I'm just real? Whatever, why, the fuck, whatever to... words we, you want to use, nigga, you can use them. No, I'm just curious why you use the word God. Because it's clear. Hmm. It's clear. People okay. know what God is. Well, okay, so you made the argument of infallible, right? But what if, okay, in your two-part position, make a decision, follow through, what if something happens along that way where... I stand by my, by, by my fucking decision. I don't okay. give a fuck what the repercussions are. No. Well, no, 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 not repercussions, but like let's say something happens that gets in the way of you following through or something changes or you change your mind. So I'll just have where's the I just infallibility? Have to, I just have from? to make another fucking decision. Okay. And that's it. So just the mindset. Sounds that's like all it is. Okay. It's all, it's all it is. Like I'm not, I, don't, I can't fly. I have no powers of levitation. I can't create matter out of nothing. Most people cannot, you know, like it's just one of those things. But I'm, you know, with that said, I'm sorry on a podcast and it's called gods mm. the divine podcast okay. coming soon and you know when i start when when i first me and my homie were talking about this we were initially we was going to bring on guests and deem whether they're godly or not yeah. right but then that seems a little malicious <laughs> right so i was like all right nigga um, then we're only interviewing fellow gods 
done. Like, niggas that make decisions and stand by them. That's it. I don't want no ungodly niggas around me. Go away, nigga. Get out of my face. What allowed you in my fucking kingdom? Go away. You know? So I was like, I'm starting that, and I feel like that should have, it can possibly have some legs. Okay. Because it's a space, like, name-wise, like, there's no podcast called Gods. Okay. Like, I typed in Gods into the podcast app on my iPhone. You know the first podcast that popped up? Yeah, a Christian one. No, no, you'd be surprised, nigga. The brilliant idiots. Really? Yeah, it's like my nigga. Well, that makes sense. Nigga, the guy, hold so. up, nigga. <laughs> you're in my spot. <laughs> Who told you you can keep this warm for me, my nigga? I'm coming for my shit. Okay. Get out of here. All right, all right. Yeah, nigga. Like you know, I, and like you know, I know a lot of motherfuckers start podcasts and they have a theme, but then they outrun their theme, Man. and now it's just motherfuckers talking. Yep. And like with this shit that I'm starting. It will never not have a topic. Okay. It'll be a half a topic until the fucking day, as, until the sun destroys itself. Okay? Right. You know, until I stop, decide to stop doing it. So I'm working on it. Right. And um, I'm hopefully I'll have that shit up and running before the end of the month. Cool. Anything else you want to plug? It's probably a good segue to. Yeah, um, definitely. I have a show May 24th in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Um, it's called Comedy at El Casa, hosted by yours truly, Pockets Graham. Uh, the lineup this month is Derek Gaines, um, uh, uh, Bunny from uh, the Bronx, a fellow comic, very funny. Uh, Jay Sutton, my co-host on Gods, the Gods podcast. Okay. And also we have Julio Diaz from uh, TJ Squared, which is another podcast. But, you know, that should be fun. It's 420 friendly, so you're more than welcome to come through. It's free. Uh, we have a bar that you can pay, buy drinks at, but you can come in, roll up your weed, smoke, and enjoy yourself. So it's like a monthly show? Monthly show monthly at show. a house. So okay. it's like very, very, very intimate. Nice. You know? It's in the hood, so, you know, be aware. Um, straight up, nigga. <laughs> and then also, uh, May 28th, I have uh, my show that I produce with Derek Gaines. It's called Derek Gaines Presents The Corner nice. at Bushwick Public House. Cool. Um, May 28th uh, The show Doors at 8 Shows at 9 Five dollars at the door This month lineup Is actually really amazing We have Mia Jackson We have Chris Red From SNL We have Sam J From SNL We have Napoleon Mill The winner of Caroline's On Broadway comp- The Funny on Broadway Competition Of last year We have um, Sean Patton Sean Patton Is a fucking A fellow god Nigga uh, Who else do we have I think we have One more but you know what? It doesn't matter. If you really want to know, come by and find out yep. at uh, Bushwick Public House, May 28th. Derek Gaines presents The Corner. If you want to follow, follow me at I'm Pockets, and you can keep updated on the show. And, um, you know, I make flyers as well. Enjoy my flyers. Even if you don't come to the show, just enjoy my fucking <laughs> flyer. It's entertaining. What's the flyer handle? Oh, my uh, on IG, my flyer, uh, my small business is called Make It Flyer, at Make It Flyer, spelled regular, like a person, not like how these kids spell shit. <laughs> M-A-K-E-I-T-F-L-Y-E-R, at Make It Flyer. If you need something for your events or your something or whatever, you, like I, you need something made, hit me up, nigga, and we'll know. figure it out. Dope. Did you want to plug anything? Uh, keep making mixed babies. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. That's buckets. That's my sister. All right. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, see you soon.